This podcast is brought to you by Hostfully. We make property management software and digital guidebooks. To learn more and sign up for our industry newsletter, please visit Hostfully.com. Hey, fellow hosts, if you want to take your hosting business to the next level, then join the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy. Whether you own, rent, or manage properties, we have the resources, the tools, and the community to help you achieve your goals. The Short-Term Rental Profit Academy is ready for any host, any size, and includes a membership portal with over 50 hours of video lessons, a private Facebook group, and weekly live coaching calls, where Eric and I give you direct feedback and help you solve your biggest challenges. We're all about taking action and getting results. So if you're ready to start crushing it, sign up for our program at strprofitacademy.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to another podcast episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today I have my Aussie friend, Prak Santang, on the show. He is the ever-learning grasshopper from Perth, uh, but he's also the founder of Easy Home Rentals, a property management company in Perth. And we're going to talk a lot about how he got into it, how he built his business. And it's Prak, it's fun to have an Aussie on the podcast again. I, I, I miss the Aussies. You know, mate, we are known as the country of laughters. We take the mickey of you, take the mickey of us, and we just want to have a good laugh. I dig it, man. I dig it. I like it. We should have more more fun, more laughs. Laughing is uh, healthy, keeps our spirits up. So I'm uh, I'm totally 100% down. You can take the mickey of me any day. Uh, but we would need it. I just need to find something to pick, uh, pick, on, pick on first, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll find something. Uh, so you're you're in our SDR Legends community. Uh, so obviously you have a, a pretty sizable operation going on. So we meet each other every week in our mastermind calls. So I'm sure you'll be able to find something to make fun of me. Before you do that, uh, could you introduce yourself and, and let us know exactly how you got into Airbnb and how you built your business? Okay, we got started about believe it or not, 18 months ago, purely through frustration. We've got, my wife and I, we own quite a few investment properties and we were renting out long-term and three of our properties got trashed really badly. Tenants left behind a lot of damage and it almost sent us broke. So we looked at it because there must be another option to rent out properties. So we trialled um, Airbnb with our first property, did really, really well. So we thought we'd do it again with the second property, did really well. Third property, and that was all in the space of three months, we went from basically negative cash flow to positive cash flow. And we thought, wow, this is amazing. Our best friend came along and said, what are you doing? I'm renting out my house. Fully furnished, equipped on Airbnb. And he said, how much are you making? I said, we were making $1,000 a week and he was previously making $400 a week. So he said, I like this. He gave me his keys and said, my house is now your property. And we um, converted this um, property and we did that, um, went from basically $300 a week to $1,200 a week. And next thing you know, in a space of three months, Jasper, we went from zero to 20 properties. 
just people that just talk to us and say, here's my problem and we've got the solution. Wow. So fast forward um, six months from that point, we were up to 60 properties and all word of mouth, no advertising, no nothing. And um, I said to my wife at that time, she was working full time. I said, honey, I'm sick and tired of doing check-ins. I'm sick and tired of doing the bins. I'm sick and tired of doing this. I said, why can't you quit your job and do this full time? And that's what she did. And then fast forward another six months from there, we were up to 100 properties. And then COVID hit and then it still feels like a fuzzy dream, but I think we've still got COVID now. And we've dropped down about 10 or 15% of our business. And then um, we're, ready to go, we're ready to gear up again and go 400 in a blink of an eye. So wow. that's my story. That's a that's a that's an impressive story, man. So in this in this in the time span of about a year, uh, you pretty much went from zero to a hundred properties. Yes. So, but I just give you a bit of a background. I'm probably a bit different to most operators. My background is in sales, real estate sales. I actually own a real estate business, so I talk to people every single day. So I share with them and go, "Hey, look at my property. I was making a loss. Now I'm making money." And they go, how do you do this? I do this, this, and this. And they go, I like that. Because all right, just give me your keys and your property, and look, and I'll do the same thing for you. That's pretty much my story. So <laughs> the fact that I'm doing it myself with my personal properties give those guys a lot of confidence. Right. And you haven't done any marketing at all. It's all word of mouth. No, that's a lie. I probably have done a little bit of marketing. I've got, I've got someone in the Philippines that does some cool word optimization. I have my stuff. That's all I know. <laughs> so That's everything awesome. I do, everything I do is very much on referrals. If some, if I, if someone loves what I'm doing, I want them to be my advocate and actually promote my business for me. I charge a relatively high management fee. Am I, am I able to talk numbers on your on your show, buddy? Absolutely, go for it. Okay, so we charge twenty five percent to manage a client's property. So every time a landlord um, um, introduces a property uh, to me or one of their family and friends, I drop the management fee by 1%. So effectively, I said to them, if you give me 25 people that comes to my business, I'll manage your property free of charge. So I think the lowest person we've got on our books now is paying 14%. So they've given us 11 properties or referred us to 11, 11, uh, 11 people. And we do that. Every time somebody comes on, I say, look, please, you must be wondering why I charge, you know, 10, 15% more than my competitors. It's because you were referred to me by this person. They won't refer you to me unless they obviously know that I can deliver. So, and fees is always an issue if people don't know that you're a known quantity or known to deliver um, value. Got it. And that's, that's how we are. Um, so for me, when I do it, I just go, all right, I say to the owners, we have a we sign up on a twelve month management contract, and I say to my owners that if at any time they're not happy with our um, management style, their returns, or for whatever reason, give us twenty eight days notice, and we can say see you later to each other. So that gives us a really powerful incentive because if the owners don't maintain their property, we have the right to say, Jasper, you're a terrible landlord. You don't maintain your properties. You've got 28 days, fix it, or we won't be managing your property. Right, so it goes both ways. 
correct. So it's complete accountability on both sides. Awesome. So I've got a really interesting question for you. So imagine someone is listening to this podcast right now and hearing your story, how you managed to scale that business so quick, you managed to uh, create a living for yourself, but also for your wife. If somebody were to tell you, Prak, I, I love what you're doing. I want to do the same. Okay. What would be like three pieces of advice that you would give that person? The very first advice I would um, say to them is, I would ask them a question, are you willing to work 24-7? That's the very, very first thing I would say to them. This business is non-forgiving, but it's also very rewarding at the same time. So unless you're willing to be able to be on standby 24-7, don't do it. I, do you have a passion for delivering an excellent product? So, and I've been in, in an instance when the cleaners call me up and say, Prak, I'm sick. And that might be a two-hour gap between someone checking out and some, someone else going in. Normally, you know, in average day, um, Jasper, I'm actually in a full suit. I've gone to clean apartments in a three-piece suit. My, I'm probably the best-looking janitor you've ever seen in your life. But that place was sparkling when I, when I finished. So be prepared to do what others aren't. So be ready to do whatever it takes to make sure the property is absolutely outstanding. And third and foremost, believe in yourself. There's a market for what you do. And you just got to um, find a way of being known as the best in town. Don't be second best. Don't be third best. Be the best. And charge as if you are the best. So, you know, I say to people, why do you charge um, so much more? It's because we deliver so much more. So if you want me to deliver at that ex competitors XYZ rate, I need to reduce my service levels, boom, 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 boom. And if I did that, you're not going to get the results that Jasper got um, who referred me to you. Do you really want that? So my advice is just be the best in your town. Every, no one seeks out second best. Everybody wants the best. So I say that to people. So, you know, the fact we have an unconditional release after 28 days, everybody wants to tie you up in a contract. I don't. I say to you, you're going to be so happy with our service that I don't care if we're not in a contract. And that's what I do. That's awesome. And man. have passion, have energy. When you talk to people, people don't buy what, you, what are you um, promoting, flouting, or that because they don't know that. People buy your energy. People buy your passion. People, so when you walk in, you've got to smell of success, talk of success, and back it up. Really, really back it up. So back yourself. You know, I was talking about the reason why we're successful, we can scale so much, was we have systems and we have processes in place. I am the ultimate lazy man when it comes to doing things. If I need to do something twice, I will create a process for it. Because it makes sense. If I have to do... Um, something twice ago, no, I just want to do it once. And I just want to keep refining my, my processes. So um, when I ever talk to somebody, I don't want to know what they're doing. I just want to just show, it's like a car. I want to see under the bonnet. I want to see how that's been driven. Because whatever they have under the bonnet is what, oh, you know, I'll plagiarise that, I'll copy that, and I'll make it better. That's how I do my business model. So... You know, when people starting out in SDR business, seek out the very, very best in town and do it better. That's my genuine belief. So I know when I came, when I started doing this in Perth, 
Now, just to give you some context, Perth is the most isolated city in the world. For me to fly to my nearest other city in um, Australia, it's cheaper for me. Um, it's shorter distance flight-wise for me to go to an Asian country. So I just want to put in context for you guys. So that's, we are the nearest competitor. No one wants to come to, my, to our city. It is so four hours flight to the nearest city. It's amazing, absolutely gorgeous. So we've had big, big operators who's come to our town and they've thrown hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, setting up their operation. I absolutely love it. And then I just wait for the wheels to fall apart. And then I say hello to their clients and say, hey, I had the, the um, XYZ's um, not servicing you properly. Would you like to come over? And that's pretty much my, my, my script. Yeah. Awesome, man. I love it. So just to summarize that, uh, the first thing you said is don't get into this business if you don't want to get your hands dirty, if you're not willing to put in the hours, put in the work. I agree with that in the beginning. You got to learn. You got to learn everything firsthand experience uh, before you start outsourcing it, right? So totally agree with that. Second thing you mentioned is uh, you got to have passion for hospitality, right? Because otherwise you're, you're going to burn out at some point. Um, and then number three, it was uh, believing yourself and um, processes, processes and systems, right? Um, Definitely spot like, on. I'd like to talk a little bit about that. So uh, I, I like what you said. If you have to do the same thing twice, you don't want to do it. So when you do something the first time, you create a process, you create a system, and then you you see like how how can you get it off your plate, right? Can you can you take us through how that works? Like where how do you document it, and how do you figure out where you can outsource it? Just while I'll be completely honest, it's an area which I'm definitely working on at the moment. Our business is at a point where we need to start outsourcing to the Philippines. We've got people which we employ in our business, but we're not quite there yet. Talking about processes, a common, common thread with um, SDR is dealing with guests. So we've got a template for everything. So if a guest says, hey, Jasper, can I please check in at nine o'clock in the morning? So we've got a, we've got a reply, click there. You know, can we please have a dog in our house? Click here. Can we have a party? Click here. So we've got templates for just about everything that is to deal with what a guest would actually normally ask. We have a proper checklist. So every time a guest inquires and it goes, is there air conditioning in the house? We would have we would have on the property there. Check air conditioning, brand, split system, or is it um, through the roof? So we've got um, systems in there and we've actually got a, um, down to the point, we've got a Google link to the uh, instructions. So if a guest says, hey, I can't work the, um, the remotes, we can basically just drag, drag the um, URL and send it straight to the guest. Click here, you dumbass, but don't say that. But <laughs> I'm going to have to cut so, that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, so actually, yeah. for, I don't think I will. (laughs) (laughs) So for us, it's about having, every time we come across something new that a guest asks, we would have a template and a system around that. The hardest thing to teach virtual assistants or assistants or anyone in your business is when it comes to negotiations. With COVID hitting really, really hard where we are, everybody's asking for discounts. So, and you have to come across as professional but also at the same time, being able to convert 
the inquiry to a booking. So that's all, that's a skill that you would almost initially would just be you running the business, but when you have team members in the um, running that, you need to be able to teach them. Right, I can discount up to a certain amount. This is the script you say to say, "Hey, Jasper, you property you've acquired upon is out one of our very most popular properties. It has already been discounted heavily because of COVID. In case you don't know about it, in brackets, and you would absolutely love staying here. So." Although we can't discount it, we can probably drop off a bottle of wine or six pack of beer when you check in. What would you like? So, and we find so. Or at the end of the day, all around the world, we are we are geared um, to ask for a discount. So, and don't take it personally when someone asks for a discount. Just expect it. Expect everyone to ask a discount, and just be able to say it nicely to say, "Hey, you're delusional, but I still want you in my house." <laughs> That's a good philosophy. That's a good philosophy. Yeah, for sure. Hello from San Francisco. This podcast is brought to you by Hostfully. We make property management software and digital guidebooks for companies all around the world. We're grateful to join Jasper in helping property managers get through this tough time with information and insights that can help their business. As a company, we're also trying to find all the ways that we can help. We can share resources and we're already doing that on our blog. And another idea that the team came up with is using Hostfully guidebooks as local guides for emergency services. So far, we've built guides for Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and also Alcoholics Anonymous. If this is an idea that you'd like to do, we would love to help you out. Please email me at margo@hostfully.com, and I can show you how to get started. And you can also, of course, sign up for our blog at hostfully.com too. We hope that you and your family and loved ones are healthy and happy. And we trust that we are going to get through this together. Take care. Awesome. So what else? So you're talking about messaging. Obviously, that's, uh, that's one of the first thing that you want to automate, right? I remember when I first started hosting an Airbnb, that was the first thing that I realized is I do not want to spend a couple hours a day just on my phone writing all these messages to guests and waking up in the middle of the night when that notification goes off because that's how I was doing it in the beginning. So I completely agree. Like that's the, that's the first thing that you want to get off your plate, the, the messaging. What are some other ways, some other things in your operations that you want to outsource? Um, definitely cleaning. Unless you love cleaning, you would definitely, you're going to have a team of cleaners around you. At the moment, we've got 14 cleaners that work exclusively in our business. So when they come on board, we train the cleaners up to the nth degree. So and we teach them exactly how we want the property to look, feel, and smell. So that's absolutely crucial. So when the next cleaner comes on board, we get our cleaner who's been trained to actually train them how to do it. So before the cleaner can actually clean any of our properties, they need to go and do at least two or three cleans with our existing cleaners, pretty much at their cost, so they can learn what we do, and then we, then we give them work to do. So that way, and we always, when it comes to recruiting cleaners, we actually prefer our cleaners to do the employment, employing for us. A bit like how we get landlords to recruit other landlords for us, we get our cleaners to recruit cleaners. Mm. So, and there's almost a sense of shame and guilt if the, clean, uh, the cleaners somebody referred does a really crappy job because it's a reflection of them. So because of that, the pride that they have in their work is absolutely brilliant. 
and again, we have checklists for everything. So the cleaners know exactly what is expected of them when, uh, when they clean the property. Yeah, I think that's a really, really smart way of doing it. Because a question that I get a lot is how do you find cleaners, right? And uh, I, I've always uh, been lucky with the cleaners that I've worked with in the sense that, you know, I already knew them and, and they were always doing an excellent job. So I've never really had to go out there and, and find somebody. So I always find it difficult to answer that question. So I love hearing from, from other people how, how they do it. And I totally love what, what you're doing with the referrals. Because like you said, if, if your cleaning person recommends another cleaning person, then that person is going to make sure the other person does a good job, right? Because as you said, it's a reflection on themselves. So that's awesome. And, I like that. And, 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 also, and also, and reward your cleaners. If, if they're referring someone amazing, slip them a little something. You know, at the end of the day, they're cleaners. So if you give them a couple hundred dollars cash, that goes a long, long way. And I believe... You know, the way I do my business, my accountant absolutely hates it because I pay cash for everything. There's a cash here. Jasper does an amazing job. There's $50 in it. A little bit extra. There might be kind of some beers that get stood with some wines, gift cards, cash. I'm a big believer in you got to give in order to receive. So, and I always do that. You know, with landlords, I do that um, with them as well. They do refer me a really, really nice person. Yes, they get a discount on their fee. I don't mind sending them to a, um, a really, really nice restaurant. And I say to them, hey, go to the restaurant, have a meal out on me. And I said, just don't go sleep, but it's on me. And, you know, if it's two, $300, then that, that is amazing. It goes such a long way. Sure. And, and I, think, uh, I think that has much more value than the actual, the actual money, right? If you do, because it's much more personal. Like you're building a relationship that way. That's what I do. My... I am constantly um, accused by my wife and most of my colleagues to say that Prak does a lot of coffees, does a lot of lunches. It's because all I'm doing is just networking, talking to people. So um, when we had a lockdown in, in Perth when all the restaurants were closed, cafes were closed, pubs were closed, my business dried up because I couldn't do what I do best, which is to lunch and drink coffee. <laughs> so you're an expert coffee drinker. Oh, you bet, 16 uh, cups a day. <laughs> I, got some, I got some right here. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, so, so the networking is really important, uh, building relationships with not just your clients, but your, your homeowners, uh, your guests, um, your cleaners, everybody. Um, I like what you said about rewarding your cleaners. That was actually the first thing that I did when I asked my cleaning person. Mm. I, I asked her how much do you, because I know she, she was cleaning hotels. So I asked her, like, how much do you make at the hotel? She gave me that number. And then I said, well, how about I pay you, you know, 50% more than that, right, to clean my house. And as a result, uh, she treated my house like a palace, right? Because now my business became her business as well. Like she had an interest in the business, right, uh, because I was paying her well. So totally agree with that. You got it. When you get good people working for you, you, you have to reward them well. It's really worth it. You know, it's yes, uh, but the other thing which we do is we actually share the reviews of the property with our cleaners. So when we get a five star um, for cleanliness, whatever it is, we share that with the cleaners. And if God forbid we get a three star review, we share that with the cleaners. And boy, they just want to know who the guests were so they can go and stab them. And that's how proud they are of what they do. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're so, very much invested. They're really invested in the business. And that's what you can do is 
Plainness at the end of the day, no one ever wakes up when they're young, I'm going to grow up to be a cleaner. Mm-hmm. So that's something you always we've got to bear in mind is that they're probably the most pivotal cog in our business. And is because of that, we've got to treat them as, as a, if they are the most important cog in our business. And when they actually genuinely, genuinely feel that they are valued and appreciated, they don't want to work for anybody else because no one will treat them that way. Sure. That's invaluable. Getting appreciation uh, for what you're doing. It goes a long way, right? Awesome, man. Like we're, uh, we're getting to the end of this podcast, but um, this is awesome. I've definitely learned uh, a bunch of things from you. So really happy. No, no, uh, Jasper, I'm supposed to be the, I'm I'm the grasshopper. I'm supposed to be learning. (laughs) (laughs) You can do both at the same time, you know, and sometimes you can, sometimes you can learn from yourself. You know, know I I find myself sometimes uh, when people ask questions and I start explaining it and then suddenly I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, I, that's actually something I kind of forgot, you know what I mean? And then it's kind of re revived. So always good to to have these conversations, but, um, but before, before I let you go, anything else you want to share with the audience? Any words of wisdom? I really have to think about that one because probably the last words I would say just, I wake up each day being grateful because everyone goes through shit. Everyone goes through hard times, but it's only through going through this shit and the hard times will you actually generally know what are happy times and great times. So every day that I wake up and I have a challenging day, I say to myself, thank you. That was an amazing lesson. So I always start the day and finish the day with gratitude. I'm so happy and lucky to be here on this earth because it's borrowed times. Love that. Well, that's a great way to, uh, to end this episode with uh, some inspiration there. So Prak, thank you so much for, uh, for being on the show. I know it's late in Perth, Australia. Well, I guess, I guess because you're on the other side of the country, you're not, you're not late like Sydney, late, right? How many hours? No, no. This city of Melbourne are uh, th- three hours ahead of us. So we're actually very lucky. So that's what okay. that's why they call us the lucky state. So. The lucky state. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I can't wait to uh, to come back to Australia. I know travel to Australia, travel from and to Australia is a little bit difficult right now. Hopefully, that will improve in the future. Last time I was in Australia was 2013. I was in uh, in Cairns, so I'd love to go back there. I still want to go dive uh, the. Great Barrier Reef, um, but also I'd love to visit your city, Perth. Uh, I want to see those uh, those kangaroos, those the big ones. You got you guys got no. The big it's ones. not the kangaroos that you want to see. It's the quokkas. Everyone is doing um, selfies with the quokkas. Jokovic, Rafa, all the tennis players, all the sports people, all the famous people. Chris Hemsworth. They're all coming here for the quokkas. So you come and visit us. I'm sure they'll be you know they'll be delighted and privileged um, and honoured to be taking a selfie with with the great Jasper. <laughs> all right man. thanks appreciate that all right for, uh, Prek, thank you for joining and uh, to the listeners thank you for listening or if you're watching this on YouTube thank you for watching and uh, we'll be back uh, next week with another episode so hope to see you then get paid for your pet 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 get Hey fellow hosts, if you want to take your hosting business to the next level, 
then join the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy. Whether you own, rent, or manage properties, we have the resources, the tools, and the community to help you achieve your goals. The Short-Term Rental Profit Academy is ready for any host, any size, and includes a membership portal with over 50 hours of video lessons, a private Facebook group, and weekly live coaching calls, where Eric and I give you direct feedback and help you solve your biggest challenges. We're all about taking action and getting results. So if you're ready to start crushing it, sign up for our program at strprofitacademy.com.